I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Real at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never been. God first, family second, money is like next to kin. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, F this. So again, funny play on words, right? Yesterday was F that. Uh, today's podcast is F this. And ultimately, we're talking about how to navigate through your that, that mental battlefield, right? The, the place that you go when you're, when you're in, a, in a confrontation, in an exchange, the way that you handle the, the ebbs and flows of your own emotional condition. Like this is where we really get down into the nitty gritty of how to operate internally from a place that is like your, your closest point of power. And what I've found is, is that this conversations, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's complicated. Like you can do a, a real short version of the six F's, which, which again, we started the yesterday. We'll do it again, which is, which are facts, feelings, and fiction, right? Facts. What are the facts? Fiction. I'm going to jump to fiction. What is the fiction? Fiction is anything that, that is untrue today. So there are things that were true yesterday that are not true today. So, and, and we have to align ourselves. We have to like be very rooted in today, the present, the, the reality of the situation. So facts, what's true fiction, what's BS, what's a lie that others are telling us or what's a lie that we're telling ourselves whether, no matter what it's based on, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Is that true? Yes or no. It was a big one from yesterday. And then feelings from either of those is well, those facts typically generate positive feelings and feelings of control and comfort and discernment. And then, uh, and then fiction feelings are, are typically chaotic and very imaginary. And so what you find is that they go to these really dark, scary places because imaginary facts, which is just fiction and inside of a different package, um, can really skew your, your judgment and perception. It skews the way you communicate. It skews the way you operate. It skews the feelings that arise inside of you around a situation. What are the facts? What is fiction? And what feelings are you gathering from both? That, that's the core of yesterday's podcast. I still suggest you go listen to it because it's good, 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 good stuff. Now, when I'm talking about F this, so that's F that. And essentially, like the the motivation for that bit of it, and I'll talk about that here, here real quick. One, when we title podcasts, we want them to grab your attention, but also there's a little bit of truth to that because I'm not going to operate that way. Like f that, right? But f this. Here's the thing: when we're talking about the other three, and let's talk about those right now. So it's fuel, fatigue, and faction. These are a little bit more complicated. And I have to start this podcast out foundationally 
with the first three because the the second grouping of three build on the first three. So let's start with let's start with the very first, which is fuel. Okay, this is a micro macro conversation. In other words, this is a right here, right now, small little box conversation, or it's a great big part of the big picture conversation when we're talking about fuel. Ultimately, we're talking about what we're feeding to what. So one of the things that we talk about are, are weaponizing your body, right? Like we're going to, the better shape we're in, the better we feel about ourselves physically, the better we operate, the more we can do, move, accomplish, like it breaks through boundaries. We, we're, we're fueling ourselves. We're, we're getting ourselves battle ready inside of our, let's, let's use faith as an example. You have to fuel your faith. So you have to surround yourself with people that have similar belief systems as you. You have to get into a doctrine that, and, and you have to stay in that doctrine so that you can understand what it is that you believe and so that you can be in alignment with the other people who are, who you're surrounding yourself with. And, and, and so for some people, there's prayer, there's meditation, there's all these things. And this, this is how you fuel faith. Now, family, let's talk about your family. So when we're talking about your family, how do you fuel your family? Quality time, touch, gifts. These are little things you can do, but they're fuel to the family. Normally, like the most, the biggest deposits you can make are selfless deposits, but you're fueling your family. You text your wife, hey, I love you, just randomly, right? Like, hey, I just want you to know that I'm sitting here thinking about you at work, and man, I'm just lit on fire by us. I appreciate you. Last night, you you picked up the wine glasses, and you didn't even say a word. You just did it, and I just, man, I just thank you so much for the little things that you do. You're fueling that relationship. You're fueling your family. And that, that spills over into the kids, right? So there's fuel there. This is big picture fuel. This is macro fuel. And so then we talk about our finances. Well, how do we fuel our finances? We fuel our finances by investing in ourselves, what we read, what we listen to, who we surround ourselves with. We're fueling, fueling, fueling. And it's always a conversation. And so every area of your life has that fuel. When we literally food, is fuel. How do you fuel yourself? And so this is a critical piece because this is foundationally something you have to think about. Now, as it pertains to our mental, emotional, like the way we operate internally, let's talk about fuel. Fuel in your mind, in the battlefield of your mind, is what you allow to take residence in your mind. So what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, who you let speak into your life. I cannot stress that enough. What you say, which is what you hear. These are all ways that you fuel what's happening inside of you. It fuels facts, it fuels feelings, and it fuels fiction. If every single one of your boys that you hang out with or your girlfriends, like if every single one of them bitch about their spouses, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now that you will complain about your spouse because that's what you're fueling. And it'll stop being based off of a place of fact and it'll get mixed in with feelings and fiction and it shifts you to an unhealthy percentile of operation. We're all going to have some fiction. We're all going to have some feelings, but we need to operate factually. We do not, we do not BS ourselves. So, uh, you know, just the opposite way now, right? You surround yourselves, your, you, you, you and your spouse with healthy other couples who operate from a place of fact not fiction, like feelings are definitely involved in, in relationships, right? So it's going to cause you to do some squirrely things. But what facts drive the actions beyond the feelings? Because sometimes we get caught up in our feelings as a, as, as a, as a couple. Yesterday, I was on the phone with my wife and 
And she said something and it triggered me. And I kind of started to like let out a little bit. Now I, I know that I can crucify, like I have a sniffer because this has been in my, this has been a quiver in, in my, uh, an arrow in my quiver for a while. It's been facts, feelings, fiction, facts, feelings, fiction, facts, feelings, fiction. And so when, so whenever I'm hearing fiction or when I'm hearing feelings and I'm hearing this and like, I, I sniff it out. And so I almost always know the exact arrow to, to lock and load and release and almost exactly where to hit it to win. And I started to do that with my wife last night. And I thought, what are you doing? And she knew what I had done too. Like I had, I had zinged her with an arrow, probably nipped her ear a little bit with an arrow of truth. And yeah, although I could do that, it's my responsibility to recognize that we're not on the same journey. And, and, and although this is where I try to stay rooted in this place of fact, it's not fair that I smash her with it. And so I did. I, I said, hey, there's this thing. There's that thing. There's this thing. I think you should, what you just said is not true. Here's the truth. And I started to spill it out and then I stopped because I was letting my feelings dictate my words. And although I was throwing truth at her, I wasn't being driven by the truth, I was being driven by my feelings. And you see how this happens? And so everything that I was speaking to, I was fueling that conversation. And look, there's good things you can eat and there's bad things you can eat. And although I was fueling the fact that wasn't, it wasn't being powered by the feelings. And so you see how intricate these all tie together? Like, are you getting this? Because I really want you to think about, how do I operate? I think what you'll find is when you actually speak up and speak out, it's typically because you feel like you're standing on some facts, but your feelings are peaking. And when your feelings begin to peak, then, then all hell breaks loose, quite frankly. So I chose to shut up. She didn't have anything to say at that point. I instantly regretted what I had said. So I waited until we got home and I said, hey, look, I just want you to know, like, this is all for you. Like what I'm talking about right now is because I want what's best for us and you're part of us, like you're entwined. And so I apologize for what I said. I apologize for the way I came across. I, I'm not saying that I think I'm wrong. I'm saying that I shouldn't have presented it to you that way. And that is, is like the most powerful fuel for that relationship is being humble enough to say, hey, even though I might think I'm right, I'm still wrong. Right in the subject, wrong in the approach. Right in the subject, wrong in the delivery. Right in the subject, wrong in the way that I vow to operate with you. And so when we're talking, I'm digressing a little bit, but I think it should make sense to you, right? Like, so the fuel started to get negative and I knew it and I recognized it and I thought, I got to shift the fuel. And so I redirected that fuel over here to a healthier place, still based on facts, but less fueled by the negative energy of my emotions in that moment. And instead replaced with a positive energy of, hey, look, my heart is for you. And that is a fact. And so that's a healthy fact. And it's a loving energy. It's a good energy. Like, and I'm not, I'm not some let's throw some stones and, and whisper to the wind, right? Like th that's not my personality. If you've listened to this long enough, you know that's not my personality. Um, but at the same time, this is real. You have to truly understand internally how you operate if you want to operate externally effectively. And so when we're talking about fuel, we're talking about what you allow to take residence in your mind, but also in your actions, mostly in your mind. So let's talk about that. Remember yesterday I said, um, most people are balanced overall 33, 33, 33. 
33% fact, 33% fiction, 33% feelings. People who are very, very healthy inside of the way that they operate will be closer to a 50% fact, a 30 to 40% feelings, and, and 10 to 20% fiction because you can't help it. You're wired this way. There's, there's this fictional conversation that will build up internally inside of you, and it, will, like it, it almost veers you off course. And so you have to be very intentional. So I have this, if, if, you, if you look early, early, early in my podcast episodes, I talked about this before it kind of evolved into a full conversation in my mind. And I talked about, look, there's, there's a light and there's a dark. Inside of you, there is this, there's this voice in you that says, hey, I want you to have your best life. Here's what that looks like. Well, here's like the build on that is, is that light, that, that better voice for you only speaks in truth. So this dark voice has this negative effect on your life and it, and it lives and operates from a place of deceit and, and false feelings. And, and so feelings aren't not, remember yesterday I said, feelings aren't good or bad either way, right? But here's the thing. If you could replace fact for the sake of fuel, for the sake of the conversation of fuel, you could replace fact with, with positive or negative, right? Do I speak positivity in my role? Do I speak, because look, the truth is normally very positive. Sometimes the truth can be scary, but it's always forward momentum. It's always a forward look. It's always moving you down the path. And so like, think about what you think about. Think about what you think about. Inside of your mind, if you allow positivity and truth to take up the most space, you're, the, the muscle of your mind programs that, hey, from remember yesterday, I also said that your body's always trying. Your mind is always trying to put you into autopilot. So if you live in a place of positivity, of happiness, of joyousness, when you live in that place and you're consistently pushing yourself to be there, your mind over time will just recognize that that's an autopilot thing for you. And so you intentionally feed that light warrior inside of you, that light person inside of you, the light the truth operating version of yourself that's whispering in, in your head for, for me, that's the voice of God in me, right? Like th from that place, that fuel, what you give that grows and strengthens and becomes this massive space taker in your mind. And when we're talking about facts and we're talking about feelings and we're talking about fiction, I want the fact muscle section of my brain or that, or that light warrior inside of me to grow and build and be strong because there's only so much internal bandwidth. And so the stronger that one becomes, the weaker the other has to become. You only have a hundred percent. And so the more you give truth, the more residency, the way you fuel that allows it to grow. Now, here's an interesting thing. And this is where most people fall short. This instantly translates. And I hard shift it, right? I want you to get it. So what have we talked about so far? I'm going to just run through it real quick. Facts, feeling, fiction, and fuel. But this is an exercise. It's not just, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I'm going to operate this way, go. You can do that. But just like anything else, after a while, you become fatigued. And fatigue is the only negative connotation word that I have inside of all of this, right? Because it's very real and it's something that you have to recognize. It requires rest and it requires fuel. If you just go into this and say, facts, feeling, fiction, facts, feelings, fiction, and you just operate the way you operate, you're going to become fatigued. If you just operate the way that you operate, 
in nearly any area of your life. And what, what do I mean by that? If you just steady eddy baseline, like I show up, I do the bare minimum, clock in, I clock out, I do my thing, and I go home. You will become fatigued. Your mind will go numb to this conversation. And so it requires that you fuel. Being positive and being happy all the time is like, sure, I can get on a podcast and say, look, this is the way I operate. But the truth is, it's not always 100% the way that I operate. Yesterday, when I had that conversation with my wife, I wasn't operating at full capacity. I slipped. Not perfect. We're not perfect. Your life right now isn't perfect. It's just not. No matter the level, no matter the plane, no matter where you are, you will become fatigued. And when you're tired, that's when you really see what the true percentages are. So right now we're building out this phenomenal event for high-level entrepreneurs. And we're doing this, we're partnering with, um, and we're not ready to tell who the partner is yet, but we're partnering with one of the most phenomenal resorts in North America. It's, it's like the average night stay there could be as much as $10,000 a night. That's across the resort. That's not just like their penthouse. Um, bare minimum, you're looking at a bare, bare minimum. You're looking at three grand a night, crazy expensive. And, and so this, this conversation of the F's, this is something that we're helping, um, work high level entrepreneurs through big time producers. Like, um, I think the cheapest property that they sell there's four or five million dollars. The most expensive is somewhere like just shy of thirty million dollars. And there are three hundred, uh, there are three hundred of these condos on this property. So it's uh, not all built yet, but being built right now. And and when we talk about fatigue, we it, it's something that is real, and it's real whether you're at the highest level of your game or whether you're at the or, or whether you're just like starting and you're in the starting blocks and you haven't made a lot of money. And, and, and that's, but what I'm saying to you is, is that this happens at all levels. You're affected at whatever level you're at. It's all very, very real. It's all very, very relevant to your situation. And so when you're thinking about how you're going to operate inside of the Fs, right? Um, you have to get to a place where, where you can recognize when you're beginning to fatigue. And you have to become very, very intentional in how you fuel. You have to listen to podcasts or read books that encourage you. You have to surround yourself. And we're going to talk about that here in the next step, faction. But you have to be very mindful about who you let in, who you let speak into your role, who you surround yourself with. Because there are some people that they could be the, the most brilliant people in all of the world. But the fact is, the fact is, is that two really great, awesome, amazing people who help billions and billions of people or who touch the world, touch lives, do their thing, don't necessarily mesh well together. And they bring each other down to a negative place. And for those people, it just doesn't make sense. You just shouldn't work together, be together, be around each other. Like, it is what it is, and that's okay. But, but if you tried to force that, it would fatigue you. And then when you're fatigued and you're tired, you're the most susceptible, not only to revealing your true percentages of self, but you're also susceptible to feelings and fiction overturning your good judgment. Sometimes it's in microbursts. Sometimes it's a long-term effect. Your mind can shift because some people don't ever allow themselves the opportunity to fuel. 
they're not strategic in how they feed the machine. And it causes them to stay in this place of, I'm fatigued. So that's where we are right now. That's where we are in this conversation. Facts, feelings, fiction, fuel and fatigue. The final F, without counting the bonus, because we've talked about faith and I've sprinkled it all the way through, so I'm not going to spend any time on that one, more than what I have. But the last one is faction. So what do I mean when I say faction? I'm talking about your fraternity, your sorority, not the one you, not the one you joined when you went to college. I'm talking about the one that you indoctrinated yourself in, that every single day you currently indoctrinate yourself in. Who do you intentionally surround yourself with? who has similar visions, who has similar goals. Now, earlier I said, in a place of balance, you should be a third, a third, a third, at like at the bare minimum to not be considered an unhealthy person. A third of your, your thinking and thought process is based on facts, a third in feelings, and a third in, in fiction. And that's how you'll find most of the world. Mindful and emotional, healthy people, that shifted. Well, there's another thirds, and, and that thirds is you should surround yourself, one third of the people that you surround yourself with should lift you up, a third of them should be your peers, and a third should be the people that you're con- constantly or, or mindfully helping yourself. A third of the people who are in your world should be somebody who you're thinking, I'm mentoring to you, I'm helping you, I'm, building, I'm pouring into you. Your peers don't see you as a, as a source of, you know, maybe, maybe micro touches of inspiration will come from, you know, inside of your peer group and they'll think, oh, that was really good, I'm going to I'm going to run with that. Cool. I really appreciate that word. Thanks. And then a third of the people that you surround yourself with are, are, should be people who are farther down the path than you, people who can show you the way, people who can say, watch out for that stumbling block, or, hey, you're going to, you're going to want to jump over that pit. You can't just step over it or, or you'll misstep and it'll cost you a lot of money or it'll cost you a relationship or it'll cost you, cost you, cost you. And, and they're just farther down the path. This is your, like the top two, your peer group and the people you look up to as mentors. That's your faction. Now here's What's interesting about the people inside of most of our factions? We surround ourselves mostly with people that we feel comfortable around. Comfortable is kind of a dirty word because when you feel comfortable around somebody, you don't necessarily give them the authority to speak into your world. You don't give them the authority to tell you, hey, that's a bullshit lie that you're telling yourself. That's Like that's total fiction. You're not giving someone authority to say to you, look, dude, you're operating completely based off feelings right now. Let's talk about the facts. And so here's the thing. Your peer group, most of them don't know who you truly are and where you're trying to go. If they did, if they truly, truly got it, then you would have, then you would have a true faction because you would have a place that you all agree, you come together in a circle and you say, no, no, don't get weird on me, right? You don't have to ha- be hooded up here and candles, but come together and have a real conversation with, look, I want to surround myself with a group of guys that have similar inspirations as me. That, like if, if, I, if I'm talking about, I have a 10,000, 20,000, $30,000 problem, I don't want you to be intimidated by the fact that I have a 10 to $30,000 problem. For some people, that's a million to $10 million problem. For some people, it's a billion dollar problem. And I'm using money because it's scalable. And I could say to somebody, I have a dating problem or I have a marriage problem or I have a kid's problem, which means you probably need to surround yourself with people who are in your lane. I'm, I'm 
in the dating scene. Okay, you need to be talking to other people who are in the dating scene. Where are you going to meet girls? What are you saying? Like, what's working? What's not working? Or if we're talking about, okay, I'm, I'm married, but I don't have any kids yet. Here's what that conversation looks like. I, I would probably say that I want to find somebody that's been married, that successfully married. Maybe they had a long, you know, early on marriage where it was just the two of them before they started to have children. I could speak to them about how'd you make that work? What'd that look like? What was the next transition like? And then likewise, you look for people who are farther down the path than you inside of the conversation of kids. And you could take this anywhere. You're interested in, in, in you know, uh, competitive lifting. You're interested in competitive, like, bodybuilding shows. You're interested in CrossFit. You're interested in rolling jujitsu. Like, find somebody who's farther in the path than you and say to them, I want to be where you are and I want to be able to have whatever conversation I want to have. And, like, I'm not saying to you that I can necessarily offer you anything. I'm just saying to you that I'm willing to if I ever, if you ever need anything from me. But I want to be able to be totally honest with you. Like, look, my goal is to be a, a, a black belt in jujitsu in seven years. Like a first degree black belt, seven years. What do I have to do? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I want you to hold me accountable to that. That's a faction. Like That's the beginning of a faction. Because whenever you call and say, man, I just do not feel like coming in today. I don't feel good. I don't feel. He's going to say, that's bullshit. You're talking about feelings right now. The fact is you said that you want to be a black belt. What are you willing to do to get there? See what's happening? See what I'm talking about? That's what we're building for these guys um, at this place that I can't, that I'm not going to talk about yet. Um, we're building this community, this faction, faction of some of the highest level producers in the world. and. And we're going to sprinkle some, some guys who are in our circle. Like some of these guys are bigger producers than anybody on my team or in, in, in my little circle. Some of these guys are big, big hitters. But this conversation falls death on them. And they struggle. Because they don't have a circle that they can step into and be themselves. And they don't have people in their lives who will say, dude, you're full of shit right now. And you need to operate from a place of truth. And it's just something that we all need. You see, faction was the last one that I mentioned, but it's probably the most important. And here's what's interesting about that roster. Who's right for you at one point isn't always right for you. This is where we get caught into the historical shifting of what once was a fact is now fiction. Well, this guy's been my boy since I was in high school. High five. That doesn't mean he's your boy today. He made a decision to not put growth and expansion and being a better version of himself. He made a decision for that not to be his priority. In fact, he made a decision that he wanted to do drugs for the first five years he was out of high school. And so he's just a completely different person than he was when he became your best friend. And then on that day, he was your boy, but today he's not. Like it's the bulletproof mafia, right? Sometimes when you're operating in that mafia mentality and when it comes to your faction, have to operate from a mafia mentality. Sometimes you got to take people for a ride. You load them up in the boat, go out to the deepest part of the water, and you put a bullet in that relationship and watch it go over the side. I recently had to do this. It was tough. And it was a relatively new relationship. Like my wife and I had been friends with somebody for a couple years. And we saw some things that were unhealthy. We felt attacked in a conversation. We sat down and mapped out facts. And then we went and had a conversation with them. And in that conversation, I realized, hey, we're not operating from the same point. Like one, somebody at this table is operating from facts. 
Somebody at this table is operating from feelings and fiction. And unfortunately, I'm not going to run with you when you operate from a place of fiction. I'm just not going to do it. And so we just made a quick decision. We're no longer operating with that couple. Not going to happen. They're brilliant people, great people. Care about them, want them to be successful. But they don't get to be in my, they don't get to be my mafia. They don't get to be a part of my faction. They don't get to speak into my world. I won't allow it. Because I have some rules about the people that I allow to speak into me. And being honest and being real, like that's the bottom, 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 bottom. Like that's the lowest hanging requirement, but it, it's the foundational requirement for who I let in. I've had people for a long time. Like I'll be, I'll be somebody's friend for years, but I don't always let them in deep because I want to see how they operate. And you have to do this. And this is going to require a purge in a lot of your worlds. You're going to have to really look around and think, who's in my life? That, they're, that the alignment in the way that they operate aligns with where I want to go. And whether they're running right next to you and they're your peer, or whether they're a little bit farther ahead and they're your mentor, you have to make sure that directionally they're a fit. And you have to reassess that often. Because your faction, your faction will hold you accountable to the rest of it. You'll need that sounding board that you can go to whenever shit's hitting the fan, whenever you're feeling like it's wobbly or out of control. You know, the bike right before you wreck your, your, your steering wheel, like the front tire on a bicycle right before you eat it goes a lot of different directions while you're trying to autocorrect. Factions your training wheels. It lets you be a little bit crazier with, with the handles, but at the same time, will speak truth into your life and keep you in the lane. And so I think you get it. Facts, feelings, fiction, fuel, fatigue, and faction. If you will commit to operating from a place of truth, controlling the direction of your feelings based off of where you're operating, eliminating and deleting stories and fiction from your mind and your life and the way that you speak and the way that you operate. If you commit to fueling yourself, in a positive manner that aligns with your trajectory, fueling the factual conversations in your mind, fueling your mind and your heart and your body in a way that allows you to not become fatigued, but recognizing when you are and course correcting, holding yourself accountable through a faction of people that are in alignment with you and your goals. Who, will, who, who, like what you'll find is those guys will reach out to you and say, dude, something's not right with you right now. A little fatigued? You got something going on? Want to talk about it? That's where the heart, that, 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 those, are the, those are the ride or die homies for today, based on today's facts, based off of who you are today and who that good fit is for you. Again, I don't want you to get it twisted. That doesn't mean you don't have lifetime, lifelong friends. It just means that those lifelong friends that you have aren't the people that you open up to and say, man, here's where I'm going. This is the truth. This is what I see as obstacles and I'm a little scared. Like I need somebody to hold me accountable. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share with the faction what I want to do next, where I'm going to go. And I need you guys to hold me accountable. And then it just requires a touch of faith. Faith that what I'm telling you is true. Faith that you have the capacity to operate that way. 
a belief system that this is all very divinely crafted and created and that it works in perfect balance and harmony. And all you have to do is learn the rules and operate inside of them to scale. That's the formula. You can do it. Savvy? Bulletproof.